Just a heads up before we get started, in this episode we talk about depictions of mental illness. The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen up. So should we start? Um, yeah, maybe, I think, I guess. Um, let me see, was there anything else? Uh, oh, listen, listen to this a bunch of times. I only have like four notes. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, uh, what are my notes going to be? <laughs> okay. Same stuff everybody else knows about it, but can't verify. But yeah, the, um, no, no, I'll save that for the podcast. I'll save that for when we're recording. I'll save that for the real, the realness. You save it for money time. Wow. Welcome to season three, episode seven of the Better Band podcast, an all-encompassing trip through the Pearl Jam catalog. I'm your host, Brandon Palomo. Each episode, my guests and I go track by track through every album, soundtrack, and single to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Welcome back to the Better Band Podcast. We've made it. We're here at the end of Vitology. I'm your host, Brandon, and my guest today friend of the podcast, which I was chided about not introducing him earlier about uh, as that, friend of the podcast, Kevin Lassard. Yes, I am a friend of the podcast. <laughs> Hold your applause, ladies and gentlemen. It's just me, just your local neighborhood friend of the podcast, Kevin Lassard. <laughs> and as a friend, I did him the favor of gifting him the honor of talking about this song, at the end of Vitology, so that can only mean one thing, hitting the skip button back to the beginning of the album. No, you have to listen to it. It's, according to the back of the album, Hey Fops... Fuck. <laughs> it's Hey Fox... Hey Foxy hey, Mop Foxy Handle, Mama. Handle Mama, comma, that's me, a.k.a. Stupid Mop. So I assume a lot of Pearl Jam fans know the story behind this song, but if they don't, I just want to recount it. Jeff and Ed had decided to fire Dave and made Stone be the intermediary that actually fired Dave. And so they they fired Dave and um, had brought in former Red Hot Chili Peppers drummer and future drummer on both No Code and um, Yield, Jack Irons. Also, the person who gave Eddie the tape that uh, Stone, the the the, the Stone Gosser demos, right? the The original Mama Son trilogy, right? So Jack Irons was already sort of a friend of the band, and they brought him in um, to replace Dave A. But they wanted to sort of make sure that that was going to work because obviously things had had soured with Dave A. and didn't go well, and so they wanted to make sure that that Jack would kind of fit with the band. And so, you know, there's no better way, I think, to introduce a, a drummer to a band than to just do what really is kind of just a straightforward, two-minute, really accessible <laughs> pop song. Like, it's just hard rock, regular chords. Like, there's not a lot of fills, not a lot of jamming. But no, that's not what Pearl Jam did. They, they recorded Stupid Mop. Thank you. That's the only thing I want. 
Which, according to the stories, they recorded basically as like a test for Jack Irons. As we're gonna do this weird kind of revolution number nine, odd guitar bass thing, and see what Jack comes up with. And like a lot of Itology was sort of written in jam sessions right before it was recorded. This was as well, according to legend. And Ed then later had the idea, rather than writing lyrics, of using this old recording he had of um, actual mental patients and editing that over the top to give it kind of a strange feel. And that's what we get, seven and a half minutes of dudes noodling on guitars and basses and Jack Irons <laughs> doing Jack Irons stuff on the drums. And over the top of that, some mental patients describing um, spankings and sponge mops and various other things. Well stated. And I love it. <laughs> and why do you love it, Kevin? Because I love the weird stuff. Weirder the better for me. Um, but also, like, it it was a good test for Jack mm-hmm. in that it, it and it sort of, I, I have in my notes that it was sort of the, and it, it's appropriate end of itology because it really is kind of the transition to the Jack, the Jack Irons era you know, Jack Irons is a, is an in-the-pocket drummer mm-hmm. and, and a very good drummer, but he's, from what I've gathered from hearing recordings, he's a really kind of easygoing drummer, and when Pearl Jam wanted to go in weird directions, he just kind of went and, and was happy to just do weird things. Mm-hmm. And I love the weird things that he came up with this. You know, the build sort of into the middle where he's doing almost like a, a beat that's sort of Tom and cymbal-based, and then you know, fading out of that kind of naturally towards the end. It's it's really well done on Jack Iron's part and it fits kind of what the guitar guys are doing and the bass guy. And I as as a musician I can appreciate that and knowing the story behind it and knowing kind of the challenge that they were putting on the drummer, I can appreciate his response to that. And that's why I like it. Also, I think it brings a chapter of Pearl Jam to a close where I, I think that people, you know, will say it's like, oh, the first three albums are their best. You know, there's a certain uh, subset of Pearl Jam fans that are like, oh, the first three albums are, you know, their best. Everything after that is just kind of uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. That it, it's sort of the, the story of Jack Irons joining the band and how he sort of had a mythological sort of 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 through line in the band how you know they wanted him to be the drummer for them originally and he gave eddie the tape and now he's actually part of the band it it does you know that it it, that's one of the things that i 
was drawn to about Pearl Jam is that it had like the band had a storyline yeah. that, you know, wasn't contrived or anything. It's just, you know, their lives, how the band formed and everything. It just had this sort of story behind it. It was more mm-hmm. than just, you know, uh, some guys playing music and they just, you know, get famous because, you know, that's just the randomness of luck or whatever that that appealed right, to the yeah. the nerdy sort of sci-fi comic book fan of me of 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 an origin story <laughs> that that was just like yeah. oh this is so awesome that 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 drew me into the band more, more than any other band of the time it felt felt sort of faded yeah yeah and i, th- I think that might be too part of what what makes the people who really love this band really love this band is that it does sort of have a sense of fate to it. It's that sort of like, oh, you know, this mm-hmm. happened, all these sort of coincidences and happenstances and everything sort of led up to this. It was evolution that led us to this point. And it's sort of, oh man, it's just so awesome. How could I, how could I not have fallen into this band? Because it drew me in with, you know, it's gravity that, you know, formed everything and everything locked into place and you know it's just oh wow it's just such it's so meaningful continued after that with matt doing the drums on the temple of the dog cd and then coming back around at the end of of soundgarden to replacing jack irons and we're not to that yet though i know i know that'll be that'll be later this year as it's uh 2020 now happy new year oh yeah happy new year brandon happy new year to all the the better band podcast listeners um i hope that 2020 is as exciting and joyful of a year as 2019 was or even more so and let's let's cheers brandon to 2020 being the year we get some live pearl jam yes hopefully fingers crossed tour announcement album who knows by the time this comes out maybe it will have happened already question mark my voice is going higher and higher let's see how high i can go yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pressing my thumbs for a European tour in 2020. Let's. Is that a is is that a is that something they do in Germany? Press their thumbs instead of cross yeah. your fingers. Yeah, exactly. Hey now. Yeah, there you go. Learning something new. That's what this podcast is all about. Learning. That's why it's in the educational section. It's the number one Pearl Jam chronological <laughs> track by track educational podcast on iTunes. Award winning, yes. <laughs> yeah. If I say I've won an award, then they have to uh, they have to give it to me, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, this year, this year, oh man, twenty twenty. Make sure, oh fucking, make sure you're goddamn registered to vote, <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah, please, 
please do that please, is please do that that if if there's one thing don't don't give me any money don't promise you'll write any reviews or um you know tell people about this podcast just fucking vote god damn it <laughs> please please vote We've. I know that Pence has just assumed, you know, the office now after the impeachment. But let's get him out of the White House right now. I don't know. He's implicated too. The uh, the Belgium stuff yeah. or uh, 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 Ukraine stuff, because you know, if yeah, you he... can edit that out, if if by the time you're going to release this, he's he's not impeached, just kind of edit all that out. Okay. <laughs> anyway, back to the song. <laughs> Yeah, so Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> which is, you know, of course, of course you knew that this episode coming up it would be a real hardcore dissection of this song. Mm-hmm. I do got to say though that Jeff's riff that he plays through the song is like, oh man, it's like almost wasted. It is. It is. That could have been <laughs> in this. <laughs> that could have been a great song. I did so I I'm pulling them up right now again. I looked up tab for this song because i actually do that for all the songs that i've i've recorded a podcast with you oh oh let me look that up too i got my pearl jam anthology book here at my uh, yeah no i I looked this up online my desk and i want to give credit where credit's due a guy by the name by the name of evan cowan who at the time was a berkeley student uh lord knows if he still is Mm -hmm. did this tab and he says this is a really basic tab because, frankly, this song doesn't deserve too much of my time. I've added times as a reference point. And so there's a lot of notes through it that are like um, feedback, a bunch of noise, random noise and feedback, more feedback. Uh, he plays these notes for a, round, for a while and then more feedback, continue randomly, fade into noises. Ah. <laughs> so it was great tab, really useful. In this, uh, in in the um, in the Pearl Jam anthology uh, tab book, this is says music by Eddie Vedder and Jack Irons. Really, which has to be impossible. <laughs> yeah, I can't really see that. No, I don't think. Maybe maybe Eddie messed around on guitar a little bit about it, but I think that probably Jack Irons and Jeff Ament, if you were to give you know, sort of writing credit to the song, they would have the bulk of it. And, you know, the, the, the real I song so, is, yeah. I think, the drum and bass based. <laughs> and the uh, all the guitar stuff is sort of incidental mm-hmm. in there. Yep. And just kind of screwing around. Yeah. But it is, like like you say, it is, if you can tune out the the mental patient audio over the top, like it's, it's good. It's not a bad jam song. And you're right. It almost is sort of wasted. You almost wish that they had taken it seriously. Mm-hmm. And I think it says a lot about the band that they wanted to include this and leave Better Man <laughs> off this album. <laughs> I think that sums up where the band was, you know, as five individuals in 1994. <laughs> mm-hmm. One of the best songs of our career and something that everybody will skip for the <laughs> remainder of history when they get to the end of the CD. Yeah. One of the things is that I think with the um with the sort of uh voice samples and everything from uh 
Did you did did you mention the 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 show and everything like that? That I I don't know if I mentioned the show yet. So the there's a big online discussion, but the consensus and what seems to be right to me is that the voice samples were from the May twenty seventh, nineteen eighty six episode of Frontline on PBS, which was titled "A Matter of the Mind." It was um, uh, recorded in a halfway house in St. Paul, Minnesota at the time. Uh, the state of Minnesota was cutting funding for mental institutions. And so a lot of people were being transferred into these sort of halfway houses that probably really needed full-time mental care. And that was kind of the point of the episode in 1986. And sadly, I think that that's a problem that despite being on television every couple of years, hasn't really gone away. Um, so that that's the source of it. And the story that Eddie says publicly is that sometime when he was a teenager, 16 or 17, he had seen this on television and recorded the audio off of his TV because he found it really interesting. And it wasn't until they recorded this song that he sort of saw an opportunity to use it. Yeah, and I think that that um, sort of adds to this being a sort of maybe ramblings adjacent sort of song in its uh in its uh composition at least it's it's mm-hmm. it's sort of feeling to it at least to me that is it sort of feels similar to the ramblings experiments from the uh, holiday singles right the more cutting audio together rather than making something from scratch yeah, tape collage yeah and um i i think that i i think that and, and and other people have also said it's like oh maybe it's a the frontline special a place for madness which was sort of um about the same thing but had different people in it and um that is available mm-hmm. online <laughs> and i could say uh definitively that it is not that uh special that that you, the, the audio is from you've watched the entire thing yes. <laughs> and uh, a matter of the mind is not uh, as far as I can tell in my research available online anywhere. It's not. There's a copy of it in the Boston Public Library, according to the online discussion I found. So if you live in the Boston area or, or are going to the Boston area and you manage to get down to the public library, you can watch it there. And bring your iPhone and uh, record it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, screw and copyrights. You'll be, a, you'll, be, you'll be a Pearl Jam legend. You will. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! Let the challenge go far and wide. <laughs> go, go! Re- re- I, re- I beseech you. <laughs> beseech. I love that word. But there was there was another aspect to this. Um, speaking about the sort of mental institution and and mental health thing that I wanted to kind of mention. I don't know how deep into that subject you want to get, but well, I uh, I, I do want to mention first yeah. that um, I believe. That this is definitely from a, if not that specific Frontline special, then from Frontline because the narrator, I, I, I listened to his voice, you know, as he's talking through the the special and everything like that. And damn it, I should have looked up his name and what the guy's name is. But that is his voice in certain point, points of uh, of this song. You know, the 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 tape is pitched right. up, I think, a little bit, which I think people also attribute it to it's like oh it's a little girl saying these things which makes it even creepier it's like no it's an old woman in the show but i think just because it's pitched up a little bit you know the speed control or whatever is is turned up on it that it makes it sound like a little girl which of course will make it sound more creepy asking for a spanking you know 
and all that sort of stuff. Tonight on Frontline, mental illness. In its many forms, it's a devastating disease. I cannot help it. I would be like that if I could. All these people are on my ass, you know what I mean? They're on my ass. It terrorizes its victims, pushing them into a dark and lonely world where thoughts become disorganized and race out of control, or where feelings become blunted, hollow, and flat. Little kids laugh at me, think I'm a clown. That hurts. The cruelty is compounded by isolation. Frequently, the mentally ill are abandoned by family and friends. Tonight, a matter of the mind. That's probably why I want to hurt others or myself to do something bad so I can get a spanking for it and knowing I'm still loved. How do you want people to love you? By spanking me. That's the only thing I want so much. Why is that better than being hugged? Why is that better than being hugged? Because you get closer to the person. Get closer to the person that way. Just like person having sex feels cared for. They want to be loved, so they have sex together. And they feel loved about that. Well, this is the way it makes me feel, loved. I want it, and I dream about it, and think about it, and want it. Just like a girl wants sex with a boy, you know? Yeah, so the other aspect of it that I thought was interesting is that there was... You know, Pearl Jam, you know, their fame was sort of concurrent with the the beginning of the domination of hip-hop in, in music. Mm-hmm. And there is a long hip-hop tradition of the themed album and the intro and outro on albums. And I felt like this was, as as a song and as sort of fitting into the theme of Vitology with the sort of old health manual kind of kind of feeling that this sort of worked as a hip-hop style outro to the album, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. You know, because it's sort of mental health themed and and about yeah. kind of that, about life. So that was, that. yeah, that was that point. That was all I had. Yeah, I, I think that also possibly can connect to seeing mental illness as entertainment. I don't know if it's entertainment or 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 an earnest sort of acknowledgement of people that um, that struggle with um, with mental illness and and you know the, being in society trying to belong within society because you have uh, at the time too Wesley Willis and uh, also Daniel Johnston who uh, has recently passed that it's sort of you don't know if it's people laughing at these other people because it's like, oh, they're so weird, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're not like me. They're not normal. Or also it's just sort of like, you know, there is all people can create art. And even if you're struggling with these demons, you know, I mean, you are still a real person and you can create art as well. And you can you can contribute to, you know, this society that basically wants nothing from you because you're you're not like everyone else maybe right yeah you still possess your humanity even if you don't fit the norm of what a mentally healthy person is and and an argument can be made um and i certainly read in in my research for this online that some people making this argument that the band was exploiting the woman in the video by using her voice 
sort of for entertainment purposes and, and chopping it up and taking it out of context. And I, I will say, I don't think you could make this song in 2019 anymore. I don't think it would be appropriate. I think in the context of, of 1994, 95, it probably was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm certainly not going to point a finger and, and try to cancel culture or whatever the kids call it these days. Pearl Jam for making this song 25 years ago, 26 years ago now. But I do agree with the sentiment that it's probably not okay to present these audio recordings in the way that they did now. Kevin, we all know that cancel culture doesn't exist. <laughs> right. It's a right-wing talking point. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I I know. I watched the Cody Johnston <laughs> video. Damn it, I did too. We're on the same page. I'm with it, man. So many things. It's like it's, it's almost like we were we we were friends in real life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's weird. Rick Beato. It's it is. But yeah, so crazy. I don't know. Maybe like I'd I'd be happy to hear a counter argument to that. But I I do want to say as much as I respect Pearl Jam, and I don't think that that there was any kind of malice or mean heartedness in the way they use this audio track. Mm-hmm. I also don't think. You know, looking back on it from a modern perspective, that it was appropriate to do. Was it appropriate then to make these documentaries? Do you think, um, sort of calling to light all of these things? Should it have been more a sort of straightforward, hey, these are the things that are happening, and not necessarily showing people these actual people and 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 how they're trying to to go through life, and you know, holding them up to public scrutiny or ridicule or you know entertainment yeah i do think that there's an an aspect of exploitation in these documentaries that and i feel like especially you know 30 years ago 35 years ago in the 80s and 90s there was this idea of of almost like a threat like hey if you don't fund mental health mental health hospitals people like this are going to be your neighborhood Mm -hmm. and i don't i don't think that that at all was appropriate um but i do think that there there's a place for sort of giving these people a platform and a voice and normalizing the idea that there's there's people with mental health problems there's people that are struggling with illness that it's it's a disease and it doesn't make them less human and doesn't make them less worthy of of a place in society and of our support and you said you didn't want to get political about this. <laughs> Damn it. You you sucked me in. Is it with all things with all things Pearl Jam, it comes back to politics, man. You haven't learned that by now? <laughs> Apparently, yeah. I was gonna talk about hip hop and drumming and keep sucking me back into politics. That's all right. Is there is there is there more sort of uh analysis of the song that you 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 have or um not really i mean god it's strange yeah it's you know take putting aside whether or not it's appropriate it's it, you know pit, like you mentioned pitching up the voice and and the way they've sort of cut it and the way they pan it back and forth the the vocals is really off-putting i think purposely and it's I don't know, man. It's weird. It it's it's a mind trip. Can I say mind fuck on your podcast? Oh yeah, yeah. It's a mind fuck. <laughs> we were, we were just... 
we're telling people to fucking vote so (laughs) do you do you so do you think so you definitely think that this fits in to the the overall sort of theme non-theme concept of the album then right i i do and i'm gonna hot take right here brandon if you listen to Vitology and you skip this track, you're a bad Pearl Jam fan. <laughs> this is an, an integral part of Vitology. This is this sums it up. This is like writing a sentence without punctuation. If they if they didn't want you to listen to the song, they wouldn't have put it on the album. Exactly. And they released it on vinyl first. So if you flip it and you're listening and you're like, well, is there something else after this? Like, what is going on? And you l- listen to it to the label. Yep, and I want I want all you Pearl Jam fans out there to count how many times you've listened to Vitology and skipped this, and to make up for those times, I want you to go back and just listen to this song over and over that many times. <laughs> Not really. Don't don't do that. <laughs> uh, so so. Um... This song has never been played live, obviously. That is not true, Brandon. What? It has been played as a tag on the 18th of March, 1995 in Sydney, Australia. It was a tag to Dada. And it's to to call it a tag is generous. Um, so <laughs> when when Pearl Jam does tags to daughter, there's always sort of that jammy, jangly kind of you know they sit on that G chord um, for a bit before they transition mm-hmm. into brick in the wall or WNA or whatever they're gonna do as their tag. And over that jammy, jangly part, Ed says some of the lyrics from this. They don't they don't do any of the really cool bass jam or the drumming or anything, but Ed does say, um what was that what was that? I've got it written down here. He does say, um That's the only thing I want so much. That's the only thing I want so much. My spanking. Um it makes you closer to the person, closer to the person. And uh then they just go into brick in the wall. And it's funny because on the on the bootleg for that, because that was before official bootlegs, nineteen ninety five, obviously. So on the bootleg that's available for that show, either the guy who's recording or someone standing near the guy who's recording, like sort of low key freaks out when he starts doing that. It's like, whoa, man, I can't believe he's doing this. <laughs> Only with an Australian accent, so it's like, whoa, woo, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, believe he's doing this. Throw another shrimp on. I can't do an Australian accent. I'm going to try. Okay, believe it. So, um, I don't know. All these sort of weird experiments and fillers and stuff contribute to my the the low standing of this album with me. I mean, it's it's sort of they all have their place and they all have a they contribute to the atmosphere of the album. But I mean, it, it helps make everything a complete album. And I think it's probably solely because it's part of 
the album that, you know, you've listened to a lot, even if you just, you know, skip this at the end. But I, I think that this probably would have been served better on like a Christmas single, you know, if that's how they introduce Jack Irons to the band, just like as another or a B side, uh, another, yeah, maybe, or a, as like another sort of um, um, ramblings part, like ramblings part three, kind of, yeah, part three, part four ish, you know, thing that mm-hmm. you know, fans sort of like, oh, well, this is cool, you know, this is part of Pearl Jam history because it's Jack Irons and. You know, it's not like everybody gets to hear it, but it's not something you're going to (laughs) sit down and listen to a bunch. You're going to listen to it when you get the Christmas single and like, oh, okay, okay, that's weird. Yeah. And And that's why I don't. Go ahead. uh, I was going to say, but, you know, taking all those sorts of things out of Vitology, you know, brings it from 14 tracks to 10 tracks. But then, I mean, those are probably the strongest 10 tracks of you know some would say like of their career and stuff and and i think yeah. that you know because you've got like spin the black circle better man not for you like you've got hard hitters the whole way through those 10 and you almost need my my opinion mm-hmm. i feel like you almost need these sort of weird filler tracks to to cut the potency keep it from yeah exactly exactly that to to sort of because it would it would just be overwhelming and you wouldn't be able to appreciate how loaded this album is with with great songs if you didn't have those breaks in there to take it down a notch. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. You need some sawdust thrown into those lips and assholes. You do. You do. <laughs> because lips and assholes by themselves just taste too delicious. <laughs> That's the whiskey talking. I don't take credit for that. <laughs> If I could high-five you, I would. So I think that's a good place to stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can pretty much end it on that. We're not going to get... There's a, Oh, man, there's nothing we could think of that we could even accidentally fall into. That's going to be better than that. Lips and assholes, yeah. baby. That should have been the name of the album. Lips and assholes. Nothing tastes better. If, uh, if, if I had any merch, it would be... <laughs> Yeah, get your lips and assholes t-shirt on prowrestlingtees.com slash betterbandpodcast. <laughs> so is there is there uh, anything uh, besides, you know, uh, um, head meats or uh, <laughs> anything else you want to shout out towards people or anything? I, I really don't have anything to shout out. Um, it's the new year. Um, make it a new one. You know, be good to each other. Um, listen to some Pearl Jam. Like I say earlier on this podcast let's hope that this is the year we get some live pearl jam and i hope to see you guys out on the road um if they play any dates in europe i'll be there uh hit me up hit brandon up and get my contacts and hit me up i you know we're all one pearl jam family and i'd be happy to buy a beer for anyone that's over here so happy new year or if they're sober you can buy them a 20 dollar yeah, water absolutely absolutely <laughs> With bubbles in it, because that's the only kind of water people in Germany drink. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's so funny. You go to a restaurant and you're like, "Hey, can I get a, like a like a regular water?" And they're like, "You mean like from the toilet?" <laughs> it's got electrolytes. It's got what plants crave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, not from the toilet, but yeah, just a regular flat water. Can I get that? Like, it's... <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, Kevin. Thanks for having me, man. It's always good talking to you, even if I had to 
con you into talking about this song, but I'm like, like I said, man, I'm always down for the weird stuff. I love the weird stuff. So call me anytime. Uh, but besides just talking about Pearl Jam, that's, you know, normal stuff too, I guess. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, any weird stuff you want to talk about, not just Pearl Jam. If you want to talk about like lips and assholes or <laughs> <laughs> their deliciousness. Yeah. I'm down. I'm there. And happy new year, Brandon. Oh, happy new year to you too. And to all my listeners and all you people who aren't listening. And even though you're never going to know, oh, well, whatever. It's all good. And fucking vote. Yes. Don't forget to vote this year. It's, it's, jeez. <laughs> oh, oh I, I can't even follow that up with anything. Life or death, man. It's life or death. <laughs> So, funny story. I had originally planned on having all of the episodes of Vitology being released right at the end of the year, 2019, and this was going to be the first episode for 2020. Obviously, that didn't happen, so I decided, hey, I'm just going to move this up and release this as the first episode of 2020 as I still work through Vitology. And in the meantime... We've talked in this episode about not being able to find the episode of Frontline that the audio clips are taken from somebody on Reddit. Here's the name Locked2 has discovered it and uploaded it onto YouTube. So in the references notes of this episode, you'll see a link to the YouTube upload of that Frontline. I asked if uh, they wanted to come on. And he said, no, he's from Lithuania. He did have this little story about how he found it, though. And I just wanted to read it because it's kind of a big find, kind of mythological, at least in uh, Pearl Jam fan fandom. Uh, right. I was preparing for a presentation at school about mental illness. And I remembered that a show called Frontline exists, which talks about various issues in today's world. I went to the episode list portion of the Frontline TV show wiki and used the find function on Chrome to find the keywords mental illness. The first episode I found with the keywords was a matter of the mind. So I searched YouTube, and after about 10 minutes of searching, I found the episode. It only had around five views. I downloaded it to watch offline so I could work on the presentation while at school. Luckily, I am a Pearl Jam fan, so when I was watching the Frontline episode, I realized that at a specific time stamp, a person says the words, Hey, Foxy, Mop, Handle, Mama, that's me. My heart stopped. I instantly went to go try to figure out if this episode was where the Foxy Mop Handle Mama voices were coming from, and surely enough, I found online posts all pinpointing that the Foxy Mop Handle Mama vocals were from an episode on Frontline called A Matter of the Mind. I also noticed no one had digitized the episode, so I decided to upload it and share it on Reddit for those who were curious. Unfortunately, I couldn't find the original video where I downloaded it from. I think it might have been taken down or removed by the uploader. The original YouTube video only had around five views, so it probably just buried somewhere deep in the YouTube database. And this person just wanted me to plug a Pearl Jam Discord that they're a member of, so I have that link in the references as well. So if you're a Discord user and need a Pearl Jam uh, group to talk on there, you got this link there, so you can do that too. And that's it for this little epilogue for the episode. Awesome find.
The Better Man Podcast is produced by ListenUpReno.com and Brandon Palomo and published using a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email listenupreno at gmail.com for more details. All music played is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from betterbandpod.com using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Twitter at betterbandpod or Instagram at listenupreno. I am also on Twitter at brandonp, B-R-A-N-D-E-N-P. If you would like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to betterbandpod at gmail.com or send any insights and stories you'd like to share and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest, Kevin, and as always, this is Brandon saying, live from Hawaii's beautiful Molokai Island, we're not just for lepers anymore, it's Carnival of the Stars. I'm your host, Troy McClure. You may remember me from such films as The Erotic Adventures of Hercules and Dial M for Murderousness.